Wow, this talk with Dr. Joseph from the Elfsheen Clinic in Switzerland just twisted and turned and went so many places. It just flowed. Yes, we started with tonsils. We started with dental technology and, and language, and it went way into our immune systems and how our immune system works and how a how the most important person on our team is just that it's team that we are the most important person on our team and why and how we can be engaged in our own healthcare. Wow, this is an exciting episode. Dr. Joseph never disappoints. Directly from Switzerland, enjoy Dr. Joseph here on the beats. to the beats. I have a very good friend and colleague here today from Switzerland, all the way from the Elfsheen Clinic. Dr. Joe is here. He is a board certified dentist and um, medical doctor, but he primarily works as the dentist there at the Elfsheen Clinic. They always strive for health and excellence at the Elfsheen Clinic, which is why we so enjoy being educated by you by sending our clients there. We just love the Elfsheen Clinic. and We thank you so much for your time with us, Dr. Joe, because we want to get some clarity and the dental piece for all of our listeners today. So thank you for being with us. Well, thank you, Kelly. It's an honor as always uh, being part of your great team and, uh, and a great inspiration for us to be able to re represent our knowledge uh, towards our American listeners and uh, towards the American people. I know you had a hard time, you know, it was election time, uh, probably the most uh, sophisticated Hollywood story or Hollywood <laughs> show, show in the world, but uh, you know, if, the year comes to an end, the new year starts, a new dynamics, and you know we keep our fingers crossed, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll support you from far away, no no matter what. So, well, thank you for that. Let's get and, going. You know, I I want to say that one of the things we talked about before we got on the podcast today was that clinics like ours and clinic, I mean, you guys do a lot more, obviously, at your clinic because you can you have an actual clinic. We have a center. You have a clinic where you can do medical, yeah. but you have you have done some changes. You've you know, incorporated some things that are new to keep on the cutting edge as always, but also in, in light of what's going on for people to help give them a little boost for their immune system, a little boost for their own um, ability to, to manage whatever's going on for their immune system. But because you've created such a unique combination of the medical and the dental clinic together, you've really kept not only going through coronavirus, but thriving. And, and that speaks not only to the medicine, but to your whole team and, and what your team has put out there and continues to put out there to get the greatest care for people, the most comprehensive care for people, and to give people the most ability to control their own health, which is the best part for me of what we do with European yeah. biological medicine. But can you talk about that? I wanna go into some of the, the language of dentistry um right. today for our listeners because i think it's important for them to talk about that but before we do let's just talk a little bit about the um the ivs that you're doing there at the clinic just to give people a little sense of why we continue to study in europe and switzerland and why we call our friends and colleagues in switzerland our constant educators because you guys are always cutting edge and always doing things that are years ahead light years ahead of some of the knowledge here in the states so explain a little bit about the iv Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think uh, to say that 
also in America, we've seen uh, you know great clinics like, like yours, which uh, which has which is sort of like uh, introduced and um, and um, merged uh, you know European knowledge or like biological knowledge from all around the world into 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 your own health system. So I think uh, on one hand, you know, you can be really proud about that. On the other hand, uh, yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate. So we're in this little uh, county, uh, which is uh, probably the size of uh, Manhattan. And, um, you know, by state regulation and by uh, by uh, by the Swiss medics, uh, we're allowed to use uh, the most uh, most important components that, that we consider being biologically active. So we're very fortunate that way that we're not limited in what we're allowed to give, you know, besides obviously the sensitive topic of stem cells and so on. But on the other hand, also, you know, mixing conventional remedies uh, with biological or being purely biological, we have uh, a free limit to do what we like to do. So um, we really appreciate that and we're, we're quite uh, fond of it. And um, at the end of the day, you know, whatever we're able to achieve, uh, it's, it's an honor for us to pass it on to our patients when it's about, you know, detoxing, when it's about a regeneration and healing. Um, yeah, IVs, I mean, IVs, most people probably know from emergency rooms, you know, either you had a hangover, then you're going to go and get like a Myers cocktail, uh, you know, for the young people who like doing that. And then uh, most of us, you know, when they have a health issue, they get some saline infusions, they're going to get some glucose infusions and obviously a lot of people know about antibiotics but that's like the pure conventional approach uh, which at that time probably has has a has a proper indication and, and use and uh, i mean what we like to do really is to to separate the infusions according to to diagnostic groups so we see a lot of patients you know coming in with general neurological issues with autoimmune disorders with the metabolic issues with the precancer state um, with chronic systemic systemic infections and um, with our diagnostical tools and um, um, individualized uh, well treatment approaches, uh, it's uh, it's quite convenient to be able to sort of like shift our or put our you know infusion uh, programs into these kind of like blocks. I think it's easier to explain it that way than to speak about what's inside, but. At the end of the day, you know, having the proper di diagnostics, uh, being able to know, okay, what is really the cause making us sick, leading to high blood pressure, leading to Lyme's disease, uh, you know, leading to uh, Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, um, all these kind of like, you know, diagnostical symptoms that we have, well, all, th all these symptoms that we're given, you know, th there's an underlying cause. And we build up our, our infusions on, on the causes. So. We always try to address uh, the, the part of the body, you know, which which is uh, most uh, symptomatic from the disease, and um, uh, we try to take this as a benefit and combine, you know, plant-based or plant-based or phytotherapeutic remedies with hemopathic remedies, with vitamins, minerals, with uh, you know, uh, sulfhydrolic compound agents, which are really good for for the you know liver one and uh, of phase one and phase two of liver detoxification glutathione is like a super important substance so um i think uh, on this scale uh, we're very fortunate again to be able to offer for our patients the best best approach according to their individual needs well yeah. the ivs in switzerland to give somebody an idea right now in the united states for the last i don't know two to three years we've had these iv centers 
right. pop up everywhere where somebody okay. can walk in and almost like ordering a coffee, walk in yeah. and go, I would like my V with this much vitamin C, this much ALA, this much vitamin B, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's good. It's got vitamins and minerals. And we won't talk about the fact the majority of the vitamin C they get is from genetically modified ingredients that the, most of those IV sweets aren't really caring yeah. about the quality of what they're putting in your veins. But what they do in Switzerland even more is just, okay, yeah, we're going to give you some Myers cocktail. We'll give you some, some minerals. But in addition to that, we're going to create some homeopathic specific to what you're dealing with, specific to your autoimmune, to specific to the causes for what your body's symptomology is dumping into this diagnosis. And so it's a customized IV that might have not only nutrients in it, but also going to have some other homeopathics in it for information, going to have some elements like glutathione is what he just mentioned, which is something yeah. the liver creates that helps your detoxification pathways. Some other like pre, um, it's like the substrates, the, the, the ingredients your body needs to make the cake and the cake. Is yeah. It's like precursors, we, we like to call them. Precursors yeah. to the detoxification pathways, precursors to the minerals that your body can detoxify, precursors yeah. to vitamins to allow your body to, to just make all the processes work. But there's a specific IV that y'all have done in the last, what, two months? I think it came out in November when you really started doing it. And that's a little bit of a different IV. How is that one different? The phoresis IV. Oh, I mean, the phoresis IV. Yeah, I mean... I think really with the plasmapheresis that we're fortunate uh, to have introduced uh, from November is, uh, is really like, you know, taking out uh, venous blood, uh, pushing the venous blood through specific filters, which uh, is able to separate the plasma. So sort of like the plasma fluid from, from, the, from the general blood. And, you know, the plasma is a very strong carrier of, uh, of uh, substances that uh, that are quite active, and uh, these active substances, uh, or these active products, unfortunately, can be highly intoxicated due to the high turnover with with organic or inorganic toxins. So uh, we really push that through different filters, uh, which uh, sort of like works like a diffusion. And you know, to really support this diffusion, again, uh, we like to give uh, the combination of uh, vitamin C, uh, B vitamins. Uh, which play an important role in, in cell cell function and cell, cell regeneration, but also uh, something that we call like the Zitronensäure uh, Zyklus. It's like the the citric acid cyclus, which is part of the um, yeah, it's Krebs it's cycle. The, yeah, exactly, Krebs cycle exactly Krebs cycle. So yeah. it's vitamin C and the everything that gets your body create the the battery basically for your yeah cells, so. So really, you know, the combination of uh, of the vitamins of of the Krebs cycle substances that 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 you can get in form of like a hemopathic administration, ATP, which is very very strong uh, power power generation substance, also ubiquinin, which is a very good uh, coenzyme and an ant antioxidative uh, product. You know, we all put this together into into a combination. So it's really a combination of three three complex infusions. One is specifically to the most important vitamins, uh, mainly vitamin C and all the, all the B vitamins. The other one really combines uh, ATP, uh, ubiquinin, uh, well, correct me if I mispronounce it, okay. um, and, uh, and um, the Krebs cycle. Uh, 
And the third one is like a really good dosage of glutathione once again, because um, with glutathione, we, we, we have a very powerful agent that's during this uh, plasmapheresis uh, filtration, you know, really, you know, is being given back with the clean plasma and, and the remaining blood in, into the body and immediately acting on, on the most important regenerative and, and detoxing pathways. Yeah. And so essentially this IV allows your body to filter out the crap and keep all the good stuff to make it very plainly, simply understood, which when you, when I read about it the first time and when we talked about it just a few minutes yeah. ago, my, my instant reaction was, so basically the IV is helping your lymph system because your lymph system is its filter, is your body's filter. And if your body lymph isn't working or the lymph is taxed from our lifestyle or exposures, then it doesn't work as well. And maybe we can be a little more uh, vulnerable to viruses. And so this is a way to, to boost our own immune system as work our lymphatics, but you're doing it with plasmapheresis and an IV, which is just another way to create a terrain and environment to let those cells be happier in which they're living in, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Correcting more. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's that, that's what it's about at the end of the day. You know, our body works a lot. Uh, we have the venous system, we have the lymphatic system, we have the arterial system, but most importantly, really, you know, everything that goes into the cell and is supposed to come out of the cell um, and comes out, that's a breakdown product, and the breakdown products have to clear the body. And obviously, if there's a, somewhere an inflammation, local inflammation, systemic inflammation, you create a congestion. And this congestion creates a onward cascade of, uh, you know, additional blockages. So wherever there's a con congestion, uh, the tissue around it will also develop a congestion at some stage. So really the idea of uh, infusion, especially specific infusion with the combination of plasmapheresis is there to sort of like relieve the congestion that we have in our blood circulating system, which contains between six to seven liters of, of blood volume. And that's sort of like, you know, it's said in a stupid way, but that's like the juice coming out. Uh, and generally, you know, that, that is supposed to be clean, but uh, or supposed to have some breakdown products from, from cell met metabolism pathways. But um, I mean, we live in an environment and uh, we shouldn't be ashamed of it where we have much more like external influencing factors or toxins, you know, which we have to uh, challenge on, on a daily basis. You know, we eat, we drink, we breathe, we travel a lot, a lot. we have a lifestyle which is much more, um, you know, complex than it has been 20, 30, 40 years ago. And from that point of view, again, the load that we take in and the burden that we have is going to be much higher. So it's really like, you know, cleaning out the, the fueling system or the fueling lines um, and giving back, you know, a better quality of blood without uh, toxins, which can make us sick. Yeah. And so let's just jump to the tonsils for a second because it makes me yeah. tonsils. Because the tonsils, I've always learned that the, the tonsils are the gatekeepers to the lymphatic system. And, you know, in Europe is where I learned all about the lymphatic system and the importance of it and resolving cases and helping people detoxify is only as important as their drainage. And the tonsils, for me, I had always been taught, like, are the, if there's a blockade in the healing to work with the tonsils, and we started talking about that, let's just jump back to that conversation. So, right. Why would that be? Why, you know, that wasn't something you had necessarily heard. And that's the conversation. Yeah. Well, I've never really heard that. I'm like, well, that's kind of what I know. And 
what the evidence we've seen in our in our center is that you know we have a doctor down the street that we send a lot of clients to to inject a lot of tonsils we put people on a lot of tonsil drainage remedies we have them manually pump their tonsils and work their termini and their tonsils or their lymph because this is i'm i'm touching my neck for those that are listening this area seems so darn important to me from looking at my crts throughout the years where i split out the head and the body from your perspective as a dentist and a medical doctor, but as the dentist, the overseeing medical director, dentist at the Elkin Clinic, what is your perspective on the tonsils and the lymphatics in this whole oral area? Well, I mean, that's a very, very good point, which is not being addressed a lot nowadays. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, the time will come when people will, or where, where the medical um, community will or will focus much more on you know importance of lymphatics. I mean to put it in easy words, uh, it's like you know it's like your Avengers, it's like your SWAT team. At the end of the day, not to forget you know when we speak about tonsils, so tonsils is a part of the of the oral mucosal system, and uh, you know when we eat and drink, I mean the first defensive barrier that we have is is the oral area, and from that point of view, the different types of tonsils that that we can find. Um, you know, in our throat, in our palatum, or in our, our pharynx, these are like medical terms. And uh, quite interestingly, again, as I'm saying, um, just the area of the head and neck, uh, that's like the most important connective line that we have between our central nervous system uh, and, and the rest of our body. So all the impulses uh, traveling from the center to the periphery will have to cross the head and neck area. And um, the head and neck area is a quite open, open system. Again, you know, you breathe, you eat, you listen. And from that point of view, it's an entry portal for, for the most important, you know, nutritions or life forms that we need to survive, whether it's air, whether it's food or whether it's fluid. And um, the body, you know, it, it has developed uh, over, you know, millions of years or in the, in the human development uh, you know, systems uh, which are more focused uh, on, on immune protection and, and lymphatic activity in those areas where, where we have the first, first entry point. Yeah. And also in those areas where, where you have a much more complex communication um, between uh, important body systems like the central nervous system or like the heart or like the lungs. So I think the location and really the, the external factors, you know, influencing the area, make the area of the oral cavity or also the tonsils and the lymphatics uh, super highly important. You know, some people say that 80%, 85% of, of all the communication that we have in form of uh, a neurological, uh, neural pathways, um, you know, blood flow, um, arterial blood flow, venous blood flow, lymphatics, uh, you know, energetic information, travel between uh, head and body you know has to cross the the, the mouth area and from that point of view yeah i mean uh, this is uh, probably one of the most complex and sophisticated area that we can find with the highest diversity in 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 lymphatics and lymph nodes or in, in lymph lymph structures i mean the disease in the in the oral cavity can have a severe outcome i mean uh, there are conditions from uh, from dental point of view, which can be precancerous or even cancerous. Probably most people know about oral floor cancer or mouth cancer, which is one of the most devastating, uh, you know, tumors besides uh, a malignant melanoma. 
it's just because of the location and the aggressivity that's given and because the blood flow and the lymphatics is so complex and so so dynamic in the area this is why it's so important to address address uh, you know be good about prevention about uh, healing methods but also you know when there's a disease uh, or a specific symptom coming up uh, to act quickly to be able to use the advantage I feel like I just got just kicked the in the gut when you're saying this story because I feel like I have to tell my brother-in-law's story. <laughs> okay. My brother-in-law had not gone to the dentist in 20 years. That was just right. not his lifestyle. And by the time he went to the dentist, he went to a local dentist here in Pennsylvania. They pulled six teeth. Within right. six weeks, he ended up getting a little, what started off his little pimple behind his ear grew to the size of a tennis ball. By the time they took him to the University of Pennsylvania, they put him in a 15-hour surgery. They took out his parotid gland, and they took 59 lymph nodes from his head and neck. Thank God then he went to the Paracelsus Clinic five weeks later and spent five weeks at the Paracelsus Clinic. Uh, This is like 10 years ago now. And he lived for three years. He stopped getting his mistletoe. He stopped doing his treatments. And of course, Mm. he passed within a few months. But it was so... It seemingly happened so fast because he didn't take care of his mouth. And when he went to have his teeth cleaned um, and they pulled six more teeth at the Paracelsus Clinic from the pure rotting, they said that the plaque was actually holding a lot of his teeth in place. And it was like, this was, he was 44 when he passed. So this happened when he was like 41, 42 years old. And he was, you know, he was a, he had a certain lifestyle. He was a tattoo artist that stayed up all night live in a certain lifestyle but reality was from the outside he looked pretty healthy he was a young guy he was very active and man he i won't say he got the cancer overnight because he didn't his lifestyle was conducive but the minute they pulled that out and took all those lymph nodes it was like his body couldn't do anything else and the indiba helped and different therapies mm, we did mm. helped prolong but the the lack of drainage from everything up in his head and he had so many fillings it was ridiculous i don't remember mm. 10 or 15 silver amalgam fillings but you know it the head and neck is so key i remember a, when i was a young girl one of our um my uncle got throat cancer he was a smoker and mm. it was like he got throat cancer and all of a sudden he had the trait and that was it he never spoke again except for that voice box and my father had seven different types of cancer never of the head and throat he had a um some lymph node cancer right. in his right. neck but and that was like four years before he died. And that's where he had the stroke was right on his neck where they had create, where they had taken a bunch of lymph nodes and they had done a skin graft. And I've never really thought about it, Dr. Joe, but as you're talking about it, I'm like, I've talked about the tonsils for years, but yeah. it's here, it goes fast. The communication yeah, exactly. is the key of why it moves so fast in that area. Why the tonsils, the gatekeepers to the lymph, as I've called them, mm. are so key with all of our dental care, because if, we're not cleaning out what's coming, what's coming in. It's not coming out. It's going to stay in. It's going to affect our, our central nervous, our peripheral nervous system and our autonomic nervous system. Yeah. And also, you know, what people sometimes don't consider is that really, you know, that the digestion starts with the upper lips. So whatever you eat and drink, you know, it goes into an environment where, where you have normally millions and millions of healthy bacteria, really like building the, the biofilm, what we like to call it. And uh, from the digestion really sites from up here down there. So whatever, you know, might, uh, might be like a, a 
an inflammatory impulse or like a trigger coming from from the oral cavity you know you swallow and when you swallow the entire digestive tract uh, from the mouth to the bottom uh, will will be affected in the same way so for us really you know tonsils is being part of the you know digestive tract to put it in in a way also besides being an important like uh, immune avenger you know like the great American Avengers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, how to put it in different terms, but, you know, so limbs, limbs are good. I mean, uh, it's it's important to have them. I mean, that's without limbs. I mean, we're, we're not able to to really challenge, you know, invaders and, and toxins. So, yeah. well, in, in all honesty, and we'll get to the dental verbiage in a minute. And for me, that's what this coronavirus that we're living in right now in 2020 as we end here, but I have never felt a stitch of fear since this coronavirus thing started. And it's because of the information I've gathered and what I've done with my body over the last 10, 20 years before that and knowing about the lymphatic system that I sat there and was like, okay, I'll just keep working my lymph. I'll do my flow prezos. I'll do my flow prezos. I'll do my flow prezos and we'll Mm -hmm. be fine. And I've worked harder and longer in the last nine months than I've ever worked in 30 years. And I, I feel great. I have no issues whatsoever. I've done a couple IVs, you know, prophylactically because yeah. I like IVs. I love glutathione. I get as much as possible. I've had my tonsils injected by Dr. Schaffner <laughs> a couple of times. Like I loved getting that therapy, but the reason I do all that is because I want my lymph to be as healthy as possible. And I feel like in America, the lymph system isn't really talked about. Is it talked about in Europe and Switzerland? Like do the average person know what the lymphatic system there, or is it more of a failure of our system? No, I think it's more like, uh, you know, the training of the conventional system. But when you really look into like a whole body approach, or you try to put in, you know, elements out of the biological or the evidence based, uh, you know, biological methods and therapies, then then it's always an important part of it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's being taught as like, oh, my God, I mean, your thymus is important, your spleen is important when you're a kid, you know, the development of T or B, B, B lymphocytes, this is all super important. But then, you know, with the age of like 25, 26, the function starts decreasing. But again, you know, it's being really pushed aside. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, having a car or having an engine, but but you pull, you know, the, the gear shift out of out of the engine and then, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to run. So um, I think even in Europe, you know, in a conventional approach, lymphatics is being like addressed as part of like oh let's do some lymph therapy let's do some lymph drainage and massage instead of like okay really uh, look at the lymphatics at the cells or where they're sitting and what we can do to uh, to improve their function or keep their function as active as as uh, as it has been you know in in from the day one when, when we're born this is why you know much more you know severe chronic diseases only develop with with, with elder people uh, of the age, you know, 30, 35 going upwards, because in that age, you know, the lymphatic activity is decreasing just by, by a phys- physiological aging process. So, I mean, when, when, when you draw a line and more sedentary, the older, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, when, when you draw a line and you compare like, okay, diseases and my lymphatic activity, it's like, you know, lymphatic activity is high, diseases are low. Obviously there are some lymphatic diseases, you know, leukemia, or being part of, of uh, you know, blood and so on. But those are like one to 2%. But really, you know, if the lymphatics are high up and working well, then uh, the risk of 
chronic systemic diseases is quite low. And the opposite goes for, you know, if you have a lot of chronic systemic diseases and you just check for the lymphatic pathways and for inflammatory signs, you will see that the lymphatics are, are not working properly. That's a really good point. I never thought about that inversion relationship, but they have a completely inverted relationship, disease and lymph. If you have a lot yeah, of- Yeah, I mean- um... I feel like the broken record, honestly. Like everybody <laughs> says to me, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and the woman said to me, I feel like lymph has become the, the four letter F word now because every time I talk to somebody, I just want to say it's lymph. And I'm like, I get it. I've been feeling like that for 10 years, but before, middle and after a case, you need lymph care. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same with, with teeth, you know, it's, right. you have to brush, brush your teeth, you have to care for your teeth, you have to go for cleaning to have a good, uh, good foundation, uh, which can stay stable for stable and healthy for, you know, 40, 50 years of your life. And uh, the same goes for lymphatics, the same goes for, you know, you know, it's a stupid comparison, but going, uh, going to a hairdresser, going to a, a pedicure or, or manicure, it's it's a similarly you no know, thinking and an idea okay keep it healthy do more prevention than acute uh, treatment which takes more time and is is, is more expensive so yeah. dent proper dental care for most people is getting their teeth cleaned not once a year but two times a year correct yeah, i mean the most studies you know state that uh when you grow up or when you go to school and uh, kindergarten and then uh, elementary school and high school um university you know go twice a year for cleaning and checkup and uh you know brush properly at home and then you'll be fine for the rest of your life it's like you know whatever we have we're not a sterilized system so we're a very very diversified system with uh probably the most complex uh symbiosis that you can find um on planet i mean uh, we have more foreign cells in us than human cells and but still we manage over years or thousands of years to to develop a sort of like a symbiosis where we live together but this needs to be nourished this needs to be cared for in a way that the harmony stays if the harmony doesn't stay uh, yeah it does not stay then uh, obviously diseases like dysbiosis you know dk formation or carious formation periodontological diseases digestive tract disorders so will we'll start developing well yeah. You know, just in knowing, like I have a seven-year-old, and so the way he brushes his teeth, the way I brush my teeth, two different ways, right? Right. So brushing my teeth is important, but how I brush my teeth, how long I brush my teeth, the how hard or soft, like I was told for years, I brush my teeth too hard, yeah. and now I'm using the electronic toothbrush, which definitely allows me to brush without that aggressiveness, but be able to get my gum line. I yeah. also, brushing the tongue is important. My son brought this up. We were traveling recently. We had to stay at a hotel. He couldn't stand it. He went in to brush his teeth. came out and was like, eh, mom, I can't brush the <laughs> water so gross. We have well water at our house. So yeah. people are brushing their teeth in chlorinated water with all the chemicals. That makes a difference. So we use bottled water that day to brush our teeth. You know, it's not just the, but it's also the toothpaste we use. The mouthwash we don't use because most of the mouthwashes are gross. The floss that we use, which is mm. coconut, like all these things that yeah, absolutely hard pressed to find floss without um, fluoride already yeah. added to it, you know? Yeah. And so I want people to take awareness of that and look at your toothpaste. Silas was doing a commercial, not really a commercial, but 
he, um, we, we ran out of toothpaste. I grabbed the tube. I took it home on the back of the box. He took my phone and did a little commercial for the creator of the toothpaste, Dr. Caratola, because literally right. you can eat the toothpaste. Yeah. And I never realized it before, but I never really read the box because I know the, the creator and I know what he put in it. But it was kind of amazing to see that on a box of toothpaste, you can eat this. Like I've never, you know, you see that every time it says, do not eat this, call poison control if you do. Now mm -hmm. he says to do it. So these are all things that we want to be mindful of so that we don't end up with an amalgam filling or a, a, any kind of any filling. And it's not just the amalgams that are so sinister. There's also the white fillings are not always good. Some of them are made with BPAs, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, it is uh, very true what you're saying. I mean, there's a strong like uh, con controversy about like, okay, amalgam is devil's product and and uh, composite fillings or resin compound fillings is 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 the product of an angel well not really i mean again i think uh, we always have to see the pros and cons uh, but nowadays we know that uh, you know most substances uh, they react with the environment i mean uh, we're, we're a living unit we're a living structure and um, whatever we put in us so will react with us because we're, we're we're having, you know, blood circulation. We're having lymphatics that we talk about. We're having processes. We're having bacteria, you know, living with us. And it's just how it is. So uh, it is very important to know, okay, which kind of filling materials I'm supposed to use uh, for the specific indication for the specific case. So, uh, you know, obviously we, we know nowadays that amalgam, especially if they co contain or, or um, implement, um, you know, mercury uh, that's probably the the worst kind of like filling material that you can apply if you have a patient who's who who's very hypersensitive who has a very difficult uh, detoxification system who has a very weak me metabolic rate and who has a high you know genetic or epigenetic uh, you know preload we call it and then obviously then there's a dilemma okay well what are we going to do i mean okay great i'm going to grab a like a white filling material so if amalgam is bad i'm going to use a resin compound a composite uh plastic fillings and then everything is solved no it's not that simple you know i mean uh, also those have additives also those have solvents also those are made up uh, up out of three different you know components uh inorganic organic uh, particles and and sort of like a binder that you need to combine everything and yeah and most people nowadays you know who had amalgam they're happy that oh great i can finally detox but then they decide to get resin compounds fillings uh, with the wrong indication and then they develop hypersensitivity they develop skin rash they developed you know dermal dermatological and allergic reactions they um yeah they have a very bad uh, you know like enzymatic function afterwards, you know, bad uh, thyroid gland function, adrenal gland function, because uh, a lot of times, you know, resin compound fillings, if they're made quickly and cheap, then you will have those uh, particles or additives inside, which, uh, you know, which are rather, you know, bad for your health than, than, uh, than um, well, positive for your health. So, I mean, BPA, this is, that's just like the cherry on the cake. But what about the uh, MMA? Um, I mean, PMMAs, those are the long chain metacrylatic substances which have a very high allergenic and, and uh, cancerogenic activity. What about those? I mean, nowadays, if you really want to go for good uh, uh, filling material and you say, okay, I'm not going to use amalgam, I want to use a resin compound material, 
you have on the market products which where where the filling material is you know 10 times more expensive compared to the average and if if you look what's the difference yeah i mean you will see the difference in quality and in the allergenic or non-allergenic component or potency and from that point of view yeah i mean it's super important for every patient to to pick the right choice to do the right choice so it's about being conscious, about knowing what's in your mouth. I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate, honestly. I've not had a lot of dental work. I've had a couple of little fillings. Right. And I've had them remediated with a biological dentist. I had a couple root canals, or um, not root canals, not root canals, not root canals, wisdom teeth. Okay. And right. um, they turned into cavitations and I've had the cavitational surgery. Right. But I'm fortunate. You know, a lot of people that call us and I do these initial phone consults with, I ask them questions and a lot of people don't know. And honestly, when I started this work, I didn't know what a cap was versus a crown versus yep. a bridge. I don't know what any of this was, but the first thing I would say to everybody listening is be involved and engage in your own care. If you don't know what somebody's putting in or on your body, be informed, have informed consent. It's not an emergency, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Joe, to be able to do whatever dental procedure needs to be done today. Get the information, come back and get it done when you know better, when you are in alignment with what they're doing and you know what they're doing. And so that when you leave the dentist, you know what the work was done and what the care for that work. Yeah. If you have a bridge that comes in and out, how do you care for that? If you have a flipper tooth, if you have an implant, how long is it gonna last? You know, a lot of people in our area, they have the option to go to one of our dentists that does porcelain or ceramic. Yeah. And yeah. I'm always like, yeah, go do those. Well, they might not last as long. They're more expensive. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The cost to everything, but you got to look yeah. at the whole picture and understand that. So can you explain what a bridge is versus a, um, I don't know, a bridge versus something else that, that might be in the mouth, but what, explain yeah. what a bridge is. Yeah, I mean, I think also an important point before I go into that uh, topic is that you know nowadays in 2020 we can honestly say that you know great medicine or great dentistry or great whole body approach is always a, a, a teamwork effort so you know don't be afraid don't be silent i mean uh, you have to approach your, your your caring physician or dentist and say look i mean i have this issue and i want to have a solution what what can you offer me and at the end of the day you know for for every every um yeah, concern there, there, there will be a solution, but the, the better the team works together, the better the outcome. So I think this is something, you know, which wasn't lived so much 10, 20 or 30 years ago, but nowadays you should live it. And uh, you will find, you know, uh, same minded uh, physicians or dentists who think the same way. And yeah. this will guarantee the best outcome for you, you know, giving you the, the, the best information and detail about everything that, that, that you're asking for. Yeah, I mean, when you speak about bridges, um, you know, speaking about the actual topic, you know, bridges is just a term of, of replacing teeth with, with a fixed solution. I mean, we really always speak about, you know, bridges or dentures or implants. And then, you know, we really say, look, if a tooth has to be extracted or if a tooth is missing and, you know, your bites is off and you feel that, you know, you're missing teeth, then there are two ways to replace uh, teeth. It's either with a removable solution or with a fixed solution um, removable most of us know, know, know that as being a denture you know they're the old school like uh, metal framework dentures which uh, look quite uh, you know sh shabby or you know quite uh, uncomfortable to wear 
Yeah. And um, then again, nowadays, you know, also in 2020, you have great possibilities to do it metal free or to do it out of a substance which uh, has like a chameleon effect. So when you have it in your mouth, it, it adjusts to your gum and to your teeth structure. So it's much more comfortable to wear. When you take it out, it hardens again. So, and then those can be transparent, those can be gum colored. So people cannot differentiate and it's much more comfortable to wear. You know, same goes for bridges. I mean, if people say, look, I have a denture, but I don't like the denture to being so bulky, to be so big, to cover my gum. I can't taste the food. It's always moving around because it's removable. Then uh, you have to go for a fixed solution. You know, and fixed solution is, is, is done with a bridge or with, with an implant, to be, to be honest. There are also some, you know, like fixed reversible dentures, but that's more like a midline solution. But if you really say, look, I want to go with a, a fixed solution, I want to stabilize my bites, I want to, you know, um, give the best chewing possibility, I want to chew soft, hard, you know, gummy, you know, if you like Dylan's candy bar, which every dentist loves, then, uh, you know, you probably want to have a fixed solution. Um, and uh, it's very also important to understand that, you know, a, a stable bite is important for the craniomandibular posture. It's also so important. I, I want to reiterate what he just said. So the bite is so key to your cranial mandibular posture, which has to do with your head and your jaw and your head and your jaw and how it sits has a lot to do with your low back and back problems and your exactly. shoulders and your feet and your knees and everything below. If your head is not put on right and if your bite isn't right, if your teeth don't touch in the back when you're laying down, if they don't touch when you chew in the front and they don't in a certain way occlude or bite down in a certain way, your whole posture and your whole body's off and your whole autonomic nervous system is off. That is so key for people to understand Absolutely. because they think that bites and dentistry is about the cosmetic look and you couldn't be farther from the truth in a biological setting. It's all about the functionality. They are looking for a functional bite. They are looking for your teeth to touch in the front and the back so that your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system are properly supported as you move, literally move throughout your life. And please add to that what you will, Dr. Joe, but- that's so key what you just said. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm absolutely with you on that topic. And another important thing, you know, lymphatics only work, only flow if your bite is stable. So if your bite collides or collapses, and you go into deep bite, or you have like a malocclusion, or you you have a asymmetrical bite, then obviously the lymphatics uh, will, will become congested, so they won't won't, won't work properly. So for the whole body and system to work, to flow, and to have a uh, yeah inflammatory-free or like congested-free connection between head and the body, the bite needs to be great. The bite needs to be stabilized, and it, it needs to work, work in a proper way. Otherwise, the congestion or the collapse in the bite uh, causes um, decreased function in, in the lymphatics, decreased function in the venous. Uh, you know, reflow, and especially during nights, uh, during during night times when we sleep, it's quite quite important to know. So every collapse in the bite, whether it's artificially made or or made by us with grinding or clinching, for example, this always compresses all the vessels that bring the the important you know nutrition or blood to the brain, but also takes away you know the 
venous uh, blood uh, and the lymphatics coming out of the brain to the rest of the body. So at the end of the day, this is why we always say if there, if, if we really compare, you know, removable to uh, fixed solutions to fixed dental solutions, it's much better to go for a fixed solution like a bridge and dent, uh, bridge and uh, implant because this uh, allows a proper uh, lymphatic flow, you know, to put it that way. And we, I so appreciate you bringing mm. it up because you know that that's one of the quote unquote specialties that I've delved into or found myself in, but I work on a lot of people's jaw and a lot of people's bite from a muscular yeah. fascial perspective, because yeah. I realize that that forward head posture, which I struggle with myself, I'm a constant work in progress, but the, the forward head posture from sitting in at chairs, but also the clenching. And I've noticed, I have two dental friends in the United States that have noticed an increase in both their practices from people clenching their teeth since coronavirus. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons that I've been more adamant about getting flow presos exactly. out there because it puts people in that parasympathetic state. It helps yeah. them relax. They relax their jaw. When they relax their jaw, their flow can happen better mm. through their head and neck. And that is a key for me. Like you've got to keep this open. You've got to stop clenching. No, you don't have to do anything. You can do whatever you want. There's no shoulds in life. It'd be really great if you're listening to this, however, and you find yourself clenching a lot to learn how to loosen that so that you get better drainage because you'll have better toxins out by just lessening your clench. But that also might tell you there might be a reason for that clench. Your bite might be off. The bite might be off. That can cause a lot of the clench, you know, yeah. or the egg. There's always that. Yeah. But this is a key component. We, we haven't gotten past the neck yet in talking yeah. about but, and implants in, in talking about, you know, brushing your teeth, implants is a very broad subject too. You have titanium implants, you have zirconium implants, yeah. you have a one piece implant, you have a two piece implant. So there's a lot of information about implants. So know Absolutely. about your implants and know what kind is best for you. Sometimes titanium implants are, are going to be the better solution. Yeah. Not always, but sometimes there are no black and white rules. It's all gray. <laughs> all yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I always like to say, independent of what you use, you know, it will be a foreign body. And for every every genetic constitution or for every human being, there is a best solution. And nowadays, we're fortunate because you can test it, you know, can know in advance, okay, which material should I take, which fits better for me. There will be always uh, down and upsides, but at least nowadays, you can test and make sure that the downsides are less and that you have more more benefits with, with what you use but i think uh, i absolutely agree with you i mean there is no black and white at the end of the day you know whatever you put in the human body the human body has to learn to live with it and i think uh, from that point of view whatever stresses less the immune system whatever has a less tendency to cause inflammation or spreading of uh, of of uh, of uh, yeah inflammatory uh, processes is is the right thing to go yeah and I absolutely agree. I've said to some clients, like I had somebody in here last night that her boyfriend was starting to get his amalgams out with a standard dentist. And I literally right. said to her, tell him to please stop. I'd rather him keep them in his mouth than have them drilled out from a non-biological dentist that's not taking precautions. That's going to make him sicker quicker. I've seen it a lot. Mm. And so it's not always true that you need to go get your amalgams out. You need to get, you can get your amalgams out if your body's ready. And if you have a skilled proficient dentist that's going to do it in the proper way. Otherwise it's, it's better to leave them in. That's my experience. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but that's my experience. It's not always wise to go in and do four cavitational surgeries in one sitting. It's not always wise to get every, you've got to treat every single person as an individual, just as they are and at where they're at in their life and step through the process with them, with what's best for them. You know, it cone beams have become the new gold yeah. standard, which is great, but it doesn't mean that panos and FMXs yeah. aren't good anymore, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think also there, you know, for, I mean, still FMXs and panos uh, are the best, you know, like control scans that you can do. But if there's like a specific concern, especially when we talk about root canal treated teeth and and failing root, root canal treatments, uh, having ongoing symptoms, even after root canal treatment, then sometimes really for very specific in indications, it's, it's very sensible to do CBCT which can, you know, be like sort of the, the, the solution to, to understand why, why you have problems. So I absolutely agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the point is that we want everybody to understand, know, be engaged with your dental care, know what's going on, get some information, know that there's no one perfect test out there, get the different parts of the test that are right for what you're doing. And be engaged and informed and proper care. So what are your big two, I don't know, I'm putting you on the spot, but what are your big two top two or three um, like processes or treatments or self-cares that people can do that you find that they're not doing, which would give them a huge boost in their immune system for their dental? Yeah, I think um, really the interdental hygiene, that's what a lot of people, you know, don't find the time to do, which, which is, is understandable. Yeah, I mean, flossing, uh, using using interdental tape or interdental floss, using interdental brushes, you know, sticks. I think this is something, you know, on a daily basis. If you brush, don't forget doing it because by doing it, you're able to remove much more plaque, much more debris, which at the end of the day, if you don't remove, can cause decay, can cause periodontological issues. And that's, uh, that's always the constant. I mean, this is what the studies show. If you're able to, you know, brush twice a day, uh, try to use a you know soft toothbrush if uh, if you have a sense uh, sensitive gum if you have a sensitive bone structure if you're more fragile uh, try to use a you know ultrasonic toothbrush uh, toothbrush compared to a manual toothbrush and uh, floss on a daily basis you know see your dentist once or twice a year for checkup and then uh, discuss together what kind of like uh, preventive measures you can take which which will be less I mean less cost uh, Cost um, cost long expensive. Term cost. It might. Yeah, be I mean, uh, which for long term it'll cost you less. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at that moment you might have to pay more out of the pocket, but looking at 10, 20 years, you will save much more money. And I think uh, on this point of view, today everything is about you know being a team, you know, being together, uh, finding the best solution for for your own uh, type. I mean, for for your own personal needs, and be preventive and be minimal invasive. I mean, this is the, the modern, uh, you know, whole body approach. And um, yeah, that's, I think, um, what you should care for. And then obviously, again, the mouth is part of the digestive tract. So consider when, when you have, you know, unhealthy gum or when you have decay, this will trigger, you know, inflammation in, in, in your gut system. So one leads to the other. Everything is linked together. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the same mucosa. I say this a lot. Yeah, I, absolutely. I absolutely. The same mucosa that's in my mouth is in my nose, in my lungs, in my gut. 
it's a shared mucosa. Yeah. And if one is like, we do a lot of nasotherapies and nebulizers exactly. can't do injections here. So I'll do that. Or I have them go out to the hydrocolon therapist, but the bottom line is I'm trying to clean up yeah. from here to here and clean up all that mucosa in the middle so that the mucosa is supported so that the lymphatics can flow. And that's after the dental influence and the scars have been therapized so that the body's working as ideally as possible, letting those, those toxins come out. And then we deal with the whatever emotions and arthromoleculars we need to. But this is, the, this is where we learn this from. The, the dentist is the most important person on your team. I appreciate that Dr. Joe here is telling you that we all work in a team and we do. But if I was sent to a desert island and I could only take one practice hmm. with me, it would be a dentist because they can affect every single tooth in my mouth. And we had our son at a dentist this week to fill two little kind of cavities in those buckles right. in his back molars yeah. before they became real cavities. So we're just filling them, but he's got a, he's got an upper lip tie that needs yeah. to be addressed. And yeah. we were going to do it in that sitting, but because That's my tough. son was exposed, like he got explained what was going to happen. He got a little emotional. The dentist did the right thing and said, we're not going to do it today till you're ready. And I right. thought that was the best thing ever for a seven-year-old to feel some control over his health care. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to get this done, but not today because you told me it was going to hurt like a scrape on my elbow. And I don't like that. So we're going to wait. We're going to do these today. We're going to build some trust. And this dentist said to my son, it made me cry. It'll probably make me cry again. Don't Silas, don't you ever let anybody touch your body or do anything to your body of, of a person whom you don't trust. And if that's the takeaway, that's the most important thing we can ever give to our bodies is don't let anybody do something to you that you don't trust or that you don't understand for that matter. My seven-year-old wanted to understand what was happening that day. He wanted to understand what was going to happen in the future. And yet I have clients that call me that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, doesn't matter. And I say, what's going on in your mouth? They're like, I don't know. Well, did you have root canal? I don't know. Maybe. I think so. I kind of remember that. Well, you should know what's going on in your mouth. Please be engaged with it. Know what's going in there. Know the implants. Know your dentist. Have a plan with your dentist. Work with your dentist, just like your doctor. They are part of your team and you should understand what they are doing with you, for you, and so that they teach you how to prevent further situations in the future. We spent a lot of time talking to Silas about how to care for his mouth to make sure he didn't get any more cavities on those back two molars. So, I don't know. I mean, it's really, you know, stupid com comparison I like to do is like um, everything is linked together. So, you know, when we when you mentioned the issue with COVID, most people say, okay, oh, I have COVID, I will have pneumonia. But when we look at the different studies, I mean, most people, you know, who have COVID, you know, they have lung issues, but they have digestive uh, tract issues and they have smell issues. So when we speak about the same mucosa, the same organ, it's understandable that lung and digestion or even the smell, you know, it's, it's all, you know, it's all coming from one system. This is why, uh, this is where, where you will find the most common symptoms arising from. So, I mean, this is just an example explaining that our body is connected uh, all through. So, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Well, so. thank you so much. You can see why we like to have the Elfsheen uh, doctors as our guests because they're a wealth of information and really tangible information that you can take action today. Go and clean in between the teeth. Make sure we're cleaning that bacteria up. Thank you so much, Dr. Joseph, for the work. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. I mean, it's always an honor for me, you know, happy to be a part of the American Dream Team.
<laughs> well, I look yeah. forward to hugging you soon and being yeah. someone or having you here for a class or something soon. And yeah, we'll, uh, getting our multi we'll work something out. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Make sure All to the best. The Thank you. You too. Make sure to hit the subscribe button, hit the notification so you know when we're going to be on the beats next, sharing with you the details of how your body actually works. Thank you.